Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Christelle Rubio, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit, from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind-the-scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves, and of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of, what does being fit mean to you? My guest today is an author, holistic guide, spiritualist, and entrepreneur. She has experience in education, learning cognitive, behavioral, and somatic psychology, along with alternative medicine, mindfulness-based stress reduction, Reiki, and shamanic mastery. As an entrepreneur, she started multiple businesses, including an energy wellness company and a healthy plant and fruit-based beverage company. Her new book, Daily Alignment, Tools to Balance Your Body, Mind, and Spirit, is in stores and on Amazon now. Please welcome Lucy Bird Hope. Hello. I was tripping over my words. I'm so excited to get to this. We've had a long time coming, Lucy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, I'm so excited. Just for the listeners, this is Lucy and I's second attempt at recording. We had like major technical difficulties last week. It really tested both of our our patients yes. and our talk about tools to balance the body mind and spirit it, I'm sure that you were tapping into some of those and so was I <laughs> definitely that's what they're there for right and yes. the more you use them the better you are at them so yeah. thanks to yeah. the practice universe <laughs> yes of course we're that's better what we now. Said. yes we are no and it was good we got a chance to you know just kind of chit chat and connect before so I think it will make this experience even richer very true yeah. And so you are joining us from North Carolina. Remind me in North Carolina, is it Raleigh? Yes, I'm in Raleigh. Raleigh. Yeah. Nice. I leave for North Carolina tomorrow. I'm going down to Charlotte. Oh my God, that's so funny. I'm from yeah. Charlotte. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, my Fun. parents yep. still live there, so I pop back in every once in a while. It's a beautiful my, city. Yeah. My mom and my brother are in Belmont. Right, right. Yes. Yep, nice. yep, yep. Yeah. So just by reading your intro, I know we have lots to talk about, like (laughs) author, holistic guide, spiritualist, entrepreneur. But before we dive into any of those identities, and of course, talk about your new book, it seems like typically people don't just happen to stumble upon these Mm -hmm. vocational choices, right? There's usually a pretty significant why behind choosing to study psychology or alternative Mm. medicine. So I'm really interested to hear what guided you down this path to start. What's, what's the whole story? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're so, you're so right there for me, honestly, if I were to give it one word, it would be pain. Pain My motivator. Yeah. Um, I went through a traumatic time about four years ago and it led me to seek solutions elsewhere, right? What Mm. I was doing wasn't working. And I was, I will say I was guided also in those solutions. So like, for example, my energy wellness company, I do Reiki, which is a Japanese healing art. And so I never set out to do that. I was going through all this trauma and I scheduled a massage And the massage therapist said, you know, after hearing a little bit about what's going on in your life, I would recommend Reiki. Have you ever had that done? And I said, no, but yes, Uh, that's what the pain motivated me to do was be open, I guess. Yes. uh, Yes. Anything. I will try it. Yeah. And so she did Reiki on me and it was so life changing. I remember she stayed like an extra hour just because we were in so deep and she was doing so much and it was just changing me. And after that experience, I went to get certified in Reiki so that I could do it on myself 24 seven. I thought I'm going to have to hire this person to like sit at my house, you know, like it was that powerful to you. 
So I was like, a better wow. solution would be if I could do it. And so wow. I got certified. And even in my first level certification, there's a part at the towards the end of the class where the teacher says, okay, this is the part where I would show you how to start your own Reiki business. Do you want to do that? And I said, no, let's skip that part. I went back a couple months later for my second level and we got to the same part. And she said, do you want me to talk to you about starting your own practice? And I said, you know what? I have been actively asking the universe for new careers. That was part of what had happened. I had lost my identity, lost my previous career. Oh, yeah. Now I'm realizing they've been putting it in front of me and I just haven't quite been saying yes. So I will. You literally have yes. someone in front of you saying, Do you want me to teach you how to start a business? You're like, No, I don't think so. <laughs> and it just pinks me the next time, like, Hello, this is what we're yep. trying to, to show you how to do. And since I've got gone back for many more levels because I find it all so fascinating and helpful and now I see clients and I just love it so yeah let's talk about Reiki a little bit so I've had Reiki a couple of times and my first experience I I really didn't know what to expect I don't really think I even had that much background before I had someone come over to my home and I was like laying on my living room floor and I think she just put on you know some calming music and I mean as a participant right you're just laying there right you don't have to, to do anything and it was such a crazy sensation like I felt like like almost like at some points cold but at other points like warm and I I felt like I was being completely still and she was telling me like, oh yeah, you were really like kind of like moving a little bit, like, like, I don't want to say jumping, but kind of like twitching maybe, I guess. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, like I had no comp comprehension of movement at all. I thought I was being super still. I felt so relaxed. I felt like very much in my body. And afterwards she was like, so I've... Um, and you know, it was a really like pleasant, wonderful, like relaxing, grounding experience is kind of like how I felt it. And after she was like, you know, I'm feeling like a, a lot of like energy or like, like heat in your abdomen. Like it's typically what I would feel if someone was pregnant. She's like, but you're not pregnant, are you? And I was like, no, no, definitely not. She's like, oh, maybe it's just like indigestion or whatever. I don't think I've ever shared this story before. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. And come to find out I was pregnant at that time. Wait, I had, like what? That I, had, I got pregnant with an IUD in. And so it was like not a viable pregnancy situation. But she absolutely felt before I even knew that I that I was pregnant. And like ever since wow. that happened, I'm like, okay, this is like yeah. something to talk about. And then, so I like, I think it's very like super powerful. So it's not surprising at all for me to hear that you had an experience and you were like, okay, this is like the thing. Mm -hmm. um, but what, what did it like feel like to you? Did you feel like calm? Was it, you know, like grounding like I described or what what was your experience mm. well wow what an experience you had though and yeah confirmation. crazy wow I know wow yeah so I had a lot of stomach pain um at that time mm. energetically I was told later by some spiritual teachers it was like I was swallowing truths I didn't need to swallow Oh. And so it led to physically manifest in um, overgrowth in candida, which is a bacteria yes. in the gut that can lead to tons of other symptoms um, yep. and it can be hard to diagnose. So that was a yep. lot of my journey. So I had that going on. And so the the she guided me in a meditation where she kind mm -hmm. of had me walk through the woods and see like Reiki light and and I, I started calming then, which was really a lovely feeling because I had been in fight or flight for so long at that point. And then when she started, I would feel tingles and pulsations and warmth. And then when she started, when she went over my belly and I hadn't told her about that, the, the physical manifestations, I had more been telling her mentally, emotionally what was going on. And she was like, your stomach is just like this. I can feel she she actually goes oh I remember God it's been a while 
she pulled back and she looked at me and she kind of teared up and she was like, that's what you're carrying. Like, I'm so oh. sorry, you know? And she was like, let me help. And oh my I gosh. haven't thought about that. We're both bringing up stories we haven't thought about I know. Yeah. Yeah. It was really amazing how she could feel it. And then she started doing all these movements with her hands over it and around it for a very long time. And she was, I could feel her pulling it out and pulling it out and pulling it out. And then the other Crazy. big thing I had going on was like in my face, TMJ type, type pain. Mm. And I remember towards the end when she left, I was full, like hands spread all the way back, like legs spread out, just like in a total surrender. Like state. spread. E yeah. Yeah. Like spread eagle. Just like, yeah. I, I had just opened myself to so much to her once I realized how she was helping me. I was like, here, like take it all. Like, like uh, Yeah. Like right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I it's remember. Crazy. She um, she really did work on me for it was during COVID. So it was when massage therapists would come to your house. I guess they still yep. do, but it was the only option then. So right. she was at my house. And I think that's why she was able to go like she went almost two hours. I noticed later and it was just supposed to be one hour. And she sat with me at the end because when it was over, I couldn't stop shaking and mm. trembling and I couldn't even walk or like move. She had done so much. And um, she just sat beside me and like patted my back and brought me water for like 15 or 20 minutes until I could stand. Yeah. And the thing to mention too, for those who have not experienced, like there's no physical touch. Mm -mm. It, like they're like guiding their hands like above your body but they are not actually touching you so to hear like you're trembling like you're like having all these like you are you are actually just like I said too like laying there yeah like you know that that is that's what's actually happening but there's something at an energetic level that is going on that is like just so cool and powerful and stimulated thought when you talked about like the trauma manifesting in your body and like your mm -hmm. gut and I can absolutely attest to that. I went through a super traumatic couple of years going on. I lost my brother in a motorcycle accident. I went through a divorce, like just the COVID, you know, mm -hmm. everything, right? And what I'm finding now is like my gut is like a desert. Like I, ha it's like very low bacteria growth, like just like all kind of like the symptoms I've been experiencing lately over the past like year or so is all to do with my gut. Wow. wow. And it's coming from like the trauma and stress of just like, you know, chronic yeah. shit being thrown at me. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, I, I feel for that. I will say what changed. I don't know if you'd had experience with this, but for me, I would go to doctors and they wouldn't know what was wrong and they would tell me yeah. to leave. I went to the hospital one time and they kicked me out. They said, there's wow. nothing wrong with you. There's nothing on your blood test. You're faking and you need to leave. Oh, it my was gosh. It so awful. And so right after that experience, I started um, – I actually ran into – it was very meant to be – ran into someone who was called a functional medicine practitioner. Yeah, that's who I'm working with. Okay, so, so you're in so, the good hands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I wish you a lot of luck and love on that journey. And yes, if you want to no, ever talk it. to me about stuff, yeah. you know, I'm sure we can compare <laughs> notes. And <laughs> Totally, totally. So it started with Reiki. So you got like all your, your levels. And then I assume then you started working with clients after you had a couple messages from the universe to say, hey, maybe you should do this. Yeah. Exactly. Is that right? Yep. Exactly. yep. Yep. And so then where did it go from there? Um it was just like blossom from the Reiki practice. Yeah. So with, with that side of it, I see clients one-on-one. -on -one. I go to them nice. and they come to me and I have more visions of starting a center where mm. I can do that. So stay yeah. tuned for all of that. Um, yeah. So that's, that's just all evolving a lot. Um, which is neat. And then everything else was kind of happening simultaneously. Um, so Holism is the healthy beverage company that I co-own with my friend Ryan. And getting back to that gut issue that I had, I was, yeah. in order to heal it, I wasn't eating gluten, dairy, sugar, alcohol, or yeast. You'd be surprised how many things yeast is in. That one I doesn't bet. seem like a big deal, but there are packages. <laughs> yeah. No, so that sounds, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, it was a limited diet for me. And, um, uh, Ryan brought me, he had made his own almond milk and he brought it to me and was like, you know, I just wanted to give you something that I made. I know you're going through a rough time and I think you can actually eat it. (laughs) So It's a bonus. Yeah. And I took one (laughs) sip and I was like, this is amazing. And I said, this is your business. You need to start a business around this. And a couple months later, he approached me to join him and the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> so wow. again, really all arising from that pain, right? Which is kind yep. of crazy how all my pain had such purpose. I, it does feel like that. And not just from my own experience, but hearing others as well. Like sometimes you really have to go through the mucky shit mm. and like really feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel to then like see an opening and a, like a clearer path. Because yeah. I felt too like the time, my life kind of leading up to these like stressful moments and these traumatic events that, you know, I thought that I was like conscious and like self-aware and like doing, you know, on enlightened and like doing the right thing or like at least on my way. And then you like really hit the rock bottom and you're like, oh shit, I didn't know anything. <laughs> you're like what and it just makes you think like wow what else is there to learn Mm -hmm. and like what else can I like what other bullshit can I just try to like get rid of that could be clouding the way yeah at least that was that was how I felt no very well said you remind me of one of my favorite quotes no mud no lotus like from the mud comes the transformation that has to push through the murky mud then the murky waters rise to the surface and then bloom it yeah. isn't just the bloom. It's everything that happened first. And if all right. that stuff didn't happen first, you wouldn't get the bloom. Yeah. I think it's a good reminder for anyone that's like going through the mud right now. Mm-hmm. Like you just, it's, it can be really hard. It was really hard for me in, you know, my depressed state to think like, okay, there's a, there's another side to this. And like, this is all going to make sense. You hear people say that, you know, you read inspirational quotes on Instagram, but really when you're in it, it can be really tough. So I think just like the more reminders people can hear of like, keep going, like Mm -hmm. just keep going. Like this is not going to be forever. There's going to be light on the other side. You'll figure out what, you know, what you need to do, where you need to be, that like lost feeling won't always be there. Yeah, yeah, well said. You, you yeah. remind me another of another concept. Ryan and I were just talking about this yesterday that people talk about the beginning and they talk about the end. Yes. What about the shitty middle? Yes. <laughs> we, like, it's not like we just start somewhere and then we get these big epiphanies. There's this whole right. area in between that people, I feel like, don't talk about enough. <laughs> right, well, and it, it's not, it doesn't lend itself to, like share well on social media, you know, like you want to see a before picture and you want to see an after picture or you want to see the real in 90 seconds. That's like highlighting everything. But what they're not showing you is like the person sitting on their couch for three hours in their pajamas making that stupid ass reel and like go listening to the song play 20,000 times over as you like line it up like that. (laughs) And you see that, you know, like that's my experience at least. I'm like pulling my hair out by the time I'm done. But yeah, it's it's just like, I think culturally, right? Like they, we just like to see the beginning and the end, but it really doesn't do the middle service, which is like where all the magic happens. Very well said. Okay, so I want to hear more about this mindfulness-based stress reduction. Ooh, what is that? How do you apply that? So that was the first course I took. So let's see. That was maybe seven years ago, six, seven mm. years ago. For my 30th birthday, my sisters knew that I was interested in the mind-body-spirit field. I was really starting to lean that way heavily. Yeah. And so my older sister had taken that class, and I had told her how much I wanted to and was so beautifully surprised with that on my birthday. It was such a great oh birthday gift and way to enter a new decade. Um, And it was at a place called Duke Integrative Health. And it was, I think there were four or five hour classes once a week for like eight or 12 weeks, something like that. It was very intensive. Mm -hmm. And a huge thing that it brought about was awareness. So it, it taught 
we were taught how to be aware of things because that really is the first step. You can't really do anything until you're aware of what you're doing, right? Right, right. So right. it taught us a lot about awareness through mindfulness, through being in the present moment, through grounding, through breathing, all the ways mm. to tap into awareness. And then we also talked a lot about the fight or flight system and what's that mm. doing and when it's engaged where your your mind is or isn't really and your reptilian brain that's come up and just get how to recognize when you're in it and get out of it and so a lot of yeah a lot of that sort of thing it sounds like at least to me like the nervous system and the parasynthetic system like this is like the big new frontier that we're all gonna hear so much about like just mark my words it's gonna be like Second half of 2023, everyone's going to be talking about the nervous system. One, because it just controls and regulates so much. And so is this idea with kind of being aware of if if you kind of switch to that reptilian brain or you get into that kind of fight or flight or freeze or fawn, I mean, you know, there's like a couple different ones, right? That the idea is like you can recognize, okay, here I'm in this state. I'm in this activated state of some sort, however it's showing up for me. And that you can kind of consciously like choose to bring yourself back to the present moment. Is that kind of the yes. idea? Yes, definitely. Yeah. The okay. power of the pause. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The pause. And it's fascinating to learn. I studied a lot about what, how you can tell your fight or flight system is is going and uh-huh. and then to start having those things be like cactus pricks, like little, hey, ping, ping, like you're, you're um, sweating, your okay. heart rate is up, heart your rate. muscles yeah. are trembling and, and yeah. all of these have the reasons behind them. Even your skin becoming pale because your blood oh. is flowing to like your legs so they can run if you right so you can run away from the tiger that's not actually there yeah exactly and one of the ones i thought that was most fascinating is your eyes can dilate because a dilated pupil takes in a better um scanning of the environment for danger definitely so definitely wow it's cool to realize what they are and then just keep honing myself in on when they happen and being like just pause just pause yeah i can't really quite think yet in those moments because i'm still in reptilian and so i tripped up there a lot it's not an immediate trying to solve it it's first a pause yeah i think for me it's interesting you said that about the eyes dilated because i definitely notice that like in my partner if we're in conflict and if we're both Mm -hmm. activated i will notice that his his pupils are dilated so that is like a good that's a good indication. I think for me, if I start to feel the urge to rush or there's this sense of urgency in everything in, in something that I want to do is kind of my first indication of like, okay, some like you're getting triggered here, you're getting activated, like you're stepping into kind of a a danger zone is when I feel the need to quickly do something. If I want to respond quickly or if I want to like go, you know, just leave something it's just like that that rushing is yeah my, yeah and yet is isn't it hardest to stop in those moments you know because you it's build so hard mastery it is so hard and it, it feels like threatening mm-hmm. right i mean that is the point like that is truly what your your body's saying hey there's a threat we know like logically there's not in that moment but i think that's just like the retraining right and like the Considering down, do you have a meditation practice? What does your meditation practice look like? Yeah, yeah. I, all sorts, um, tapping into breathing, of course. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that one gets, it's like, oh yeah, breathe. Mm. It's intentional breathing. And one thing I like to do is um, when I'm breathing, connect to my breath in my physical body, connect to my breath in my mental body, connect to my breath and my emotional body and connect to my breath and my spiritual body. And when I think about it more like that and I can see the layers, I'm Mm. like, oh, wow, this really is something I'm flowing with and integrated with. It's not just like, oh, breathe. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, tapping into the breath, um, tapping into senses. This is when my somatic therapy comes up. Tapping into our senses grounds us in our body and removes us from our thoughts. So Mm. listening, this was really neat for me to find out too. Hearing is our fastest sense because that auditory speed helped our ancestors be readily alerted of approaching danger. 
Makes sense. So I will tap into anything I can hear and just try to label the number of things I can hear is my quickest meditation practice for sure. And then like the five, four, three, two, one game, um, five things I can see, four things I can hear, three things I can touch, two things I can smell, one thing I can taste. By the time I've played those whole games, it's, it's like my brain has to have let go of my thoughts in order to engage in all in that practice. Yeah. I love somatic therapy for that. Yeah, that's good. Um, I just really, I would say over since about October, I've really gotten into a consistent meditation practice. It's something that I had tried to do for so long and I would I would get like, you know, all right, I'm going to do 30 days and I would get to the 30 days and then it would like fall by the wayside. And the thing for, I also think it's one of those, it's one of those things where trying to force it doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. You almost kind of have, like I knew it was good for me for so long, right? I like you hear it all the time. I wanted to do it, but it just wasn't sticking. Like I just, I don't know. I just wasn't in maybe the right space for me. But about in, in October at work, we had like a wellness competition that I designed actually. Oh. And that we, you got like points for meditating. And so like for me to like gamify it and like knowing like I'm going to win money to do this. It really like motivated me. And I think I was just in the right mental place. Like I was really focusing on taking care of myself and coming from a loving nourishing place versus a, you have to do this. Mm. This is good for you. So you should do it. And you know what? It was just like that perspective shift was all the difference to be like, okay, no, I'm doing this because it's good for me. Not because someone's telling me I have to, and I'm like trying to be a good little girl and like obey what everyone's saying. And like that just like little shift and the, the gamification of it, it just got me into the routine. And now I like, I can't go a day without it. Wow. So what is, go, your, yeah. what is your practice now? So I use Insight Timer. Oh, that's a great you, one. Yeah. Yeah. I love it because, you know, you can be anywhere from five to 25 minutes. Um, I, I will Google like if I'm angry or if I'm sad, mm-hmm. you can just like type in a search and they'll give you specific guided meditations for what you're feeling. I love that they have categories for like after work or like get into focus or like before a meeting, you know, like just it, I don't know. It just feels really supportive to me. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. that's what I'm doing. And about the breathing, um, at least for me, and this is all, I would say like within the last, probably the last year that I've really started to get in touch with some of these more like spiritual breath work, you know, meditative practices for myself. If I can, I really focus on like filling up my belly with breath, like the, like the belly breath mm. is how I can kind of like drop in and like feel like the physical sensation of breathing. Yeah. Like even putting like my hand on like my heart or my belly and that helps me rather than just like, okay, breathe. And you're like, <laughs> Okay, breathing. (laughs) No, it like just slows it down for me a little bit. Definitely. And breathing into the chest is so different than breathing into the belly. And it's so interesting when I um, first became aware of belly breathing as instead of chest breathing, I was told to look at babies and like puppies or dogs because they all just breathe with their belly because they haven't lost that initial like we've been trained out of it or something right yeah do you how do we lose it and I know right just the busy busy world just being busy yeah yeah Yeah. like the quickening of the breath yeah that makes sense yeah um okay I want to talk too about shamanic mastery what is that what is shamanic healing so that was intense that I worked (laughs) with yeah I worked with an incredible shaman Jim I Merck and I did my first level mastery, which he put to me when we started, he was like, okay, it's like, you know, when you go to sift rocks at like a gold mining place, like how you put it in the pan and sift it under the water. He's like, we're going to take all of you and put it out on the tray. And then we're going to sift through what we want to keep and what we want to let go of. What does that mean? (laughs) So, (laughs) So that basically led to... It was very cathartic. Um, 
And I think, and I was definitely ready for it in that time in my life. And it, yeah. it consisted of pulling up and out of me everything, all the darkness, all the fears, all the anger, all the, just every, every shadow side, as well as light side, but it was a lot of pulling up and exposing to the light, exposing to the sifting, right? And the sorting every part of me. And it was very, there was a lot of darkness in that. There was a lot of crying. Sure. There was a, it was very deep and he was a wonderful guide through all of that. And through it, um, when I reached the second level, that was more on, it was like we had, I was now ready. I was stable. And then I learned the techniques. There are a lot, there's so many types of breath. I had no idea how many types of breath there are and how they can be used for different situations and to call in different healing. And then a lot of work with the different bodies that I mentioned before, the figuring out, feeling into, differentiating and utilizing the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual bodies all as different. And one of the coolest things that I learned that I feel like you might find interesting is I was told that I have essentially limitless amounts of selves, right? So I have like my child self, which we've heard of, right? Yes. And then my professional self, my creative self, my fun self. And when I was given the exercise of playing with all the different types of selves there were for me, I mean, there's a new one like every five seconds sometimes. There's driving self, there's family self, there's friend self, there's dog self, there's mom self. And so... (laughs) starting to to be able to see each of them as different and then call in the one I needed at the time that would wow. most serve me and then to do what Jim I would call a council of the selves pull in them all or whoever you want to like talk, talk something out and figure out who would best represent Renette right now I mean it was just very wow. I guess a good way to put it is self-discovery yeah a lot of self-discovery in my shamanic work And my level three, which I'll take next, is creating my own practice. So like bringing it all together and making it in a way that I can – I've already added a lot of these techniques to my – when I see clients, but creating like an official Lucy's own just um, healing practice. Yeah, yeah, like your own kind of like language, so to speak, how to do it. Yeah, yeah. How do you distinguish between like an emotional self, a physical self, a spiritual self? Like how do you kind of separate those? Is there like a methodology to it or? It was, it's a lot of feeling. feeling. Yep. Okay. Okay. It's just feeling and trial and error and it really is just a lot of feeling it and feeling it and then you get more used to this feeling like, oh, I know this feeling now because I've been saying, starting with that awareness that we spoke about, feeling into it and then being able to kind of differentiate. Um, Yeah. Who do you think is a good like candidate for shamanic healing? Is there people that are, you know, more open or would better serve than others? That's a good question. I mean, people, I, I do find that people... Healing works really when the person is open and or ready for it. Like, yeah, I mean, you can still do things to people that are sitting there going, oh, no, no, no. But they're not going to get there's a certain level of openness that I do feel like facilitates the process. And so like for me, what I've found is when I see clients for Reiki, I'll ask them at the beginning, are you open to some of my shamanic practices? Those would include. I may start breathing really deeply if I feel an energy blockage that I can pull out with my Mm. vibrational breath. Um, And then I like to use a feather. Is it okay if I run this feather along your body? Yeah. And I'll do sound healing. So I have like a rain stick and drums and, and stuff. So is it okay if I use those? So I find that just asking permission and being open is a good way to go about it. Yeah. 
What are most of your clients coming in to see you for? Like they're showing up and they're like, hey, I, I feel stuck. I feel lost. Like I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, can I like, I need to come make a pit stop to Raleigh on my way down and like get some of this healing. It oh, sounds like so that. amazing. And I can always but do what, distant too. So. so you can do, you do virtual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's really cool. So yeah, what are people coming to see you for? Yeah. Like what? So it, that's a great question. I feel like mental, emotional ends up being a lot of what is discussed at the beginning of the practice. Mm. However, a lot of times people are coming in because it's manifested into physical pain. And that's the cool thing about physical pain is it is our body's final alert system. It's like, okay, yep. you didn't hear me on the spiritual level. You yep. didn't hear me when it was an emotional sickness. You didn't hear me when it was a mental sickness. So we will really get your attention. Oh, so I'm that can no longer function until you pay attention to this. <laughs> yep. No, I'm dealing with that right now. It's like we have been screaming at you for a long time, girly, and you have not been listening. You have just been distracting and running away and doing all these things. I think my intention was good, but now I'm like, okay, well, here we are. We're forced yeah. to slow down. Yeah. It's the, it's the necessity is, uh, drives it all, you know? Yeah. So, but yep. I mean, that's what it's there for. So it's, right. it's not like we're doing anything wrong. No, we're really. just, we're just being human. Exactly. We're just being silly little humans. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why there are people like you. And well, I, I've heard people say too, like anyone can, can heal yeah. and can mm-hmm. do this. Like it's in really. anyone. Um, I think that like any profession, there are people that are more talented and like more prone to this work than others. But, but I, but I can get behind that, that like anyone um, can heal and do this. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy how the body, the body will body will tell you. And we're just out here as silly, silly little humans running around, like trying to make sense of it all. Yeah. Listen. But at least we have each other. Exactly. Yeah. That's very well said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's interesting you bring up like Reiki, for example. Um, Reiki is its own spiritually conscious life force energy. So as a Reiki practitioner, I am attuned to the frequencies of Reiki. And then, of course, there's lots of studies and things. But essentially, it's not me doing the healing. It's me being attuned to the frequencies of Reiki so that Reiki can flow through me into oh. the other person. And then so Reiki the is the one that does the work. Exactly. I'm just the vessel, like a, like a channel really. So that's how it goes to your point of saying anyone can heal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone that, that wants to can flow that. It's not me really healing. It's Reiki. I'm just flowing it. Wow. That's really interesting. Uh, okay. Let's talk about your book, your new book, Daily Alignment. Tools to balance your body, mind, and spirit. So talking about that, how, what, where did that idea come from? What was that process like? I'm always in awe of anyone who writes a book. Like that seems like such a crazy daunting task. Well, I never set out to write a book. (laughs) I will will go with you there and I'll go back to that good old pain. I was in that traumatic place a couple of years ago and I would wake up every day feeling just like, utterly despondent and so awful, so awful. Mm. And throughout the day, I would have, whether it was like a therapist, there were lots of therapists I was working with, (laughs) whether it was a friend, whether it was a book. I love reading. I love Power of Now and Untethered Soul and Abraham Hicks. They just, they were my language. So so something would make me feel better. And by the night, I'd be like, oh, I got this. This is me. Good. And I would wake up the next morning and be right back at that low. And I couldn't figure out why or how to avoid it. So the best solution I came up with was to write down the things I learned when I learned them. And then I put them on a piece of paper and I put it literally right next to my bed. And the moment I opened my eyelids, I put it in front of my eyes and replaced those automatic negative thoughts with those solutions. And the pages became pages on pages and I self-bound them into a book just for myself. I only ever wrote it to myself and then some friends and family noticed I was doing a bit better and told them about the book and they suggested I publish it and I guess three, two, three years later, it came out last week. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. That's amazing. And it's so, 
interesting too that you were almost like I, I it was coming to mind what's that movie with Adam Sandler oh like 50 first dates yes. and where, you know the girl's name is Lucy too so that's oh yeah <laughs> yes but he what like you know if you forget exactly. overnight and then you have to wake up in the morning there's like post-its everywhere and like you go through the whole like traumatic <laughs> experience every day of like oh my god I don't have a memory but oh my god I'm in love like yeah, that's really Very funny. But it's accurate, yep. it's I I journal almost every day too. And there have been periods of time where I have not, you know, I've gone like years without having any kind of journaling practice. But what has helped me so much, like as I'm kind of going through what I'm going through is going back to like past journals yeah. and just taking a look, like getting a peek inside my mental state, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, because you can start to kind of make up stories or like not remember the past correctly, right? To say like, oh my God, I'm in this, you know, depressed state. I'm never going to get out of it. Or, um, you know, I just, you know, feel defeated. And so when I can go back and like read past journals, one, it's kind of eye-opening to be like, oh my God, thank you. I think that I'm like going through a tough part now. Like, thank God I'm not where I was before. Like I can like, I read some journals even just from like 2019 where I'm like, the anxiety is like screaming at me through the page. I'm like this poor girl, like someone help this girl, you know, it gives, it allows you to have so much compassion and empathy. And so now after like having those resources of my own, I'm like, okay, you got to keep up a, a journal practice. So like if this, you know, not if, when this happens again, sometime in your life, right? Because it's always going to be an ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. But you can look back and say like, okay, like you made it through that hard time. You made it through that hard time. You'll make it through this hard time. Exactly. And so, yeah, I love that little like reminders to yourself. You'd wake up in the morning and just <laughs> have a look. Would they, would they be like quotes? Would they be practices? Like what, can you give us a just a little yeah, teaser? I want people yeah, to, to totally. read the book. But um, I'll never forget the first page I wrote because I just oh, thought it was going to be one page. So every time I would get a new one, I would like put it in a perfect order and rewrite the whole page. <laughs> so it would start out with breathing. I remember my functional medicine practitioners told me something that changed my life because I knew nothing about breathing when I met her. Um, and she said, when you first wake up, take three breaths intentionally. Mm. And it just changed the whole pace of my day. It was wow. like just that one little tiny thing at the, at the beginning just changed the cadence of, of the whole day. So yeah, I would do my three breaths and then, um, it would become, I learned about body scans. Those were huge mm. too. So just bringing awareness to and relaxing and releasing each of my muscles. It was wild mm -hmm. how much I would, tension I was realizing. I was right. Oh God, I know. When I would just, I'm just pay like, attention. <laughs> yeah. I'm like rolling my shoulders back as we speak. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, I need to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's neat how powerful that one tool can be. Um, and then um, tapping into the senses was big. And then it would be more – so I'd kind of start with the body, I guess is a good okay. way to put it, tapping into yeah. that body. And then I would grow to the mind. Um, one thing I learned that I loved early on was a concept called Feed the Good Wolf. And it's basically a – it's a Native American legend where a young um, – a grandchild asks his Cherokee grandfather to tell him the ways of life. And the grandfather says, my son, there are uh, two wolves inside of you. One is evil. It's anger and envy and guilt and resentment and your inferiority and those in lies, all of that, that side of the coin. And the other is good. It's hope and joy and truth and compassion and benevolence and understanding and faith. And the grandson said, well, which will win? And he said, the one you feed. Mm, yeah. So I really could, I could like concretalize. Is that a word? I yeah. could make concrete. We just made it. We just made it a, a one. Word. Yeah, we did. People, would, people know what you're talking about. Yeah. I could concretalize <laughs> yep. that concept um, and, and really be like, well, wait, which wolf would I be feeding right now? And I'd be like, well, I know that Ooh. doesn't serve me. And I, and I, I'm, I want to feed the one that I want to get bigger and grow and, and be in charge. So 
I, I would play with that. And then after tapping into the mind, I like to get into self-care and self-love, which I guess would be the emotion, emotional side. And yeah. it's um, self-compassion is really the biggest one there. I found to con- to become aware of the voice in my head. And a great way I became aware was Untethered Soul by Michael Singer says mm-hmm. a game we can play right now where you have yourself say hello in your head right now. Say hello in your head. Okay, okay right? We, you heard it, right? Mm-hmm. So the voice that you hear has to be different from you because you can perceive it. It's the case of a subject perceiving an object. You're perceiving oh, the God. object, so you cannot be the object itself. It's like if you can hear the voice, you can't be the voice. And I was like, oh, my God. What? Yeah. Blew my mind. Who's the voice then? <laughs> right? There are a lot of theories. Where does the voice come from? What's one theory? Oh my God. Now this is just going to. It's the easiest theory. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's like we have our real selves and then we have this kind of ego. And then we have like a higher voice we can listen to that's like our soul. So it's like figuring out the different voices, which is just the trial and error and playing. And then noticing how often that voice is with you and how often it comments on your day and how extreme it can sound. Like, oh my gosh, so extreme. You're like, you know, this person's awful and everything's awful and I'm going to break up with them and and you're just like, whoa. (laughs) Right. Like, where did that come from, ego? Oh my God. Yeah. I, um, I've had a fun practice with my therapist where I will have a voice like we it's almost like literally feels like parasitic voice mm-hmm. that will like start to do like like body shaming things will start to really determine my worth based on what my body looks like and so we just like named this voice and like if that voice comes in we're like shut up go away like just I don't need, like, this is not a place for you. We don't want this right now. Like, you don't belong here. Like, to just, like, personify it. Because it, it felt, I was explaining, like, this is not me. Like, I don't actually think these things. You know, like, it was, like, this just, like, insidious, maybe leftover piece from a younger time or, like, diet culture or the media or whatever. But it just felt so, like like intrusive. Yeah. 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 I love that. So to like name it as something else. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, did you give it, is it like Fred or did you name it like the voice in my head? (laughs) No, I named it. uh, Now I can't even remember. I haven't even talked to her in a long time, which is good. I I took this as a good sign, but it was like Roberta or like something terrible. Like you literally named it. I love it. Yeah. 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 It it was named. Roberta name it. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't even, yeah, I can't, but it's, I feel really happy actually that I can't remember because this was not that long ago. This is only a few months ago that we had this conversation and I feel like she, I just like got her to leave Wow. What? and it just doesn't, I mean, it's like, not that it never comes up, but it's so much less that I'm just like, get out of here. No, definitely. definitely. It, it doesn't, it's not as loud, I guess. One way I heard it termed that was helpful was thinking of us having an inner ally and an inner critic. And to the inner critic, you turn to them and say, I hear you. Okay, inner ally, what do you have to say about this? Yes. And I like to play with, like, can we be best friends? Like, hey, we in my head, can we be best friends? (laughs) Ooh, that's interesting, too. You kind of turn it around. Yeah, like, if you're going to be there, will you at least be on my side? Yeah. (laughs) God. Yeah, are you on my team or are you not? I can't have you not on my team if you're in my right, head. Right. It's, it's powerful. Yeah, that's really, yeah. it is. It's yeah. super powerful. Um, okay. So really quick, where can they, where can they get the book? We said Amazon. Yes. Amazon and um, Barnes and Noble are. Barnes and Noble. And, and many other places coming, but those are the easiest um, and most accessible right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to get it. I want to keep it like right by my bed and have it as like a little tool. I'm really, I'm super pumped. Um, So I'd love to ask guests too, like what are some of your favorite self-care rituals, self-care practices? Like what do you have to do for yourself so that you can show up as the best version of Lucy and all the titles and jobs that you hold? So one thing I really like to do is called segment intending. This is an Abraham Hicks concept who's a a spiritual teacher. And basically it's so that before I go into anything, 
I segment in 10, meaning segment the period of time I'm going to do and in 10, like set what I want out of it. So like before I get into my car and drive, I say segment intending a safe and fun drive with good music. Oh, and I, wow. and so like before I got on the podcast, I was like segment intending a really beautiful, wonderful conversation with my great new friend. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that it's like a pause and awareness check in some deep breaths. And then it's just using I find it I'm using intention as I go intention. throughout my day and what I do. And I've just found that the results are so big and it can be applied to anything before a date, before I go to sleep, before I read a book. I mean, really, before I do anything to set my concept of what I want, like, or what I would love to unfold or what could be a best yeah. case scenario or that sort of thing. I really, really love that. I'm going to try that. And I feel like it taps into a little bit too of like manifesting. Yeah. Like you're like putting it out there. Like I'm going to have a safe, fun drive. You know, like exactly. this is it. This is what's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Like setting cool. the stage for yourself. Like yeah. take care of your future you. And I, th I feel like so many of us probably do the opposite where we are in this kind of anxious brain and we're like, oh, I hope nothing goes wrong or like, oh, yes. I'm afraid of this. And like you're kind of and you're bringing the opposite energy yes. that you want. Calling yeah. that in. We're powerful. And yeah, exactly. Yes. Very well said. Yeah. Wow. Love that. Love that. Um, okay. Big question of the podcast, Lucy. What does being fit mean to you? Okay. So I would say being fit means for me being balanced in those bodies being balanced physically mm. being balanced mentally emotionally and spiritually and i found that checking in with where i am now and where i want to be in relation to all those areas is what really got me to a place of feeling fit now like yeah. where am i in terms of my exercise and nutrition and where do i yeah. want to be and yeah. then it's kind of like segment tending a little bit. And then it's almost like I, the universe would give me ways to get there. Where am I now in my mental, emotional patterns? Like, how do I talk to myself? How do I think? What, what, what reoccurring thoughts do I have? Because reoccurring thoughts become beliefs. A belief mm -hmm. is just a thought that I continue to think. So what are those? And how do I feel about them? And then where do I want to be? And then moving to get there in each of those bodies and then balance is really what I bring it back to feeling balance in each of those areas is yeah. just what I found the crux of, of my foundation of fitness to be for sure. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Listeners, everyone go out and check her new book, daily alignment tools to balance your body, mind, and spirit. Lucy, where can people follow you, get more information if they want to work with you? How do they stay in touch? Yeah. So at Lucy Bird Hope, L-U-C-Y-B-Y-R-D-H-O-P-E, yep. and then LucyBirdHope.com. Amazing. Perfect. This has been such a delight. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I'm really glad we've got it to <laughs> come together like we wanted to. Um, Thank and I just you wish so you, much. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, like, I wish you honor. all the best. I've... I wish you all the best and congratulations on the book. And I know that you will have a beautiful life ahead of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs>